I'm just going to say it, Eric. That clip was way too short. Uh, that was that was awesome. I love that stuff. That is from a new record, which is called Medicine. The band is Lansdowne. And joining us right now are two of the guys from Lansdowne. It is uh, Glenn and Sean. Guys, how are you? What's going on, guys? It's great to be here. Nice up, to have fellas? you guys. Nice to have you guys, man. And, um, you know, for, for people that don't know, you guys have a brand new release, or it's coming out. Um, called. Or, is it out or is it coming out? Uh, so, uh, Medicine, uh, the single is out now with Halo, okay. another new one coming off the compilation. But uh, AFM uh, just packaged up a bunch of the singles that we've been putting out over the years uh, with these two new tracks uh, for a new album coming out uh, for a Europe release February 3rd. Okay. And a US release, uh, I'd have to check the date real quick unless you know it off the top of your head. Like I don't that. know it off the top, top of my head. <laughs> Honestly, I, 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 I don't. I should. Yeah. I suck. But um, I, I don't. Uh, that was, that was I Zay Glenn. <laughs> well, I, I will tell you guys this. I have it. It is fantastic. It's a, it's a uh, great listen. Um, you March, know, you got, March 10th is the U.S. Is, uh, uh, release date for the physical. There we go. Very nice. Well, uh, guys, for, for people that don't know what you guys, the kind of music that you guys make, I would call it, I would call it more rock than metal, but certainly it's got some metal tinges to it. There's a little bit of, and, and this is what I like best about it. There's a little bit of a lot of flavors to it. There's a touch of industrial stuff mixed in there. There's a touch of um, straight up rock. There's some heaviness. There's some modern sound. I mean, you guys cover a lot of bases. So why don't we start there, man, and maybe give us a little history of you guys and specifically the influences of you guys that have led you to creating this amalgamation of sounds. Uh, yeah. So, you know, I think just all of us have a, have a ton of different influences. Like you said, uh, you know, we love music, uh, um, you know, so there's definitely a lot of, like you said, you know, we love everything from uh, metal bands, uh, from, you know, uh, you know, newer kind of metal stuff, like Bring Me the Horizon, uh, through Nickelback, and, and all the way to like pop records like Demi Lovato and, and nice. uh, some of the new pop stuff out there. So like, you know, that, it's definitely a wide span of stuff that we like to listen to. So I think that just kind of finds its way into our music naturally. Okay. Excellent. Now, now, how do you guys, when, when you guys decide to put together, put together songs, well, start with songs. Let's start with some songwriting stuff. How do you do it? Is it a true group effort or is there one of you that's kind of the leader that kind of dictates the music or the vocal or where does it all start with a riff, with a, with a voice, with a thought? What? Uh, it happens in a few different ways. Uh, so like sometimes John will just have a voice memo that he's sung into his phone that will shoot over to me and I'll, I'll start kind of riffing around and we'll start getting some of Glenn's thoughts in there. Or we just did uh, actually medicine uh, is the result of us all taking a trip together as a band out to the Poconos just to kind of get away from everything. And, and we we're just literally in the middle of nowhere in an in a awesome house that we set up in the living room and we're just jamming for days. So, uh, you know, there's really no like set way that it happens, but you yeah. know, a lot of times it'll just, you know, start with a riff or start with a lyric idea from John or a melody from John uh, and kind of just expand from there. But, um, but yeah, so, but medicine was uh, a cool one because we all just kind of were like, you know what, let's take a retreat. Let's go just do some writing. Uh, so that was a fun one to, to make and how it came together as a band that way. Are you guys yeah. from Pennsylvania? You, did you say you're from? No, no. Uh, <laughs> we're, so it's just a spot where um, we've uh, we've been before, and it was a spot that was kind of like halfway between. I'm in Jersey, 
now um, mm-hmm. and the guys are in New Hampshire uh, for the most part. And then John's in Boston still. So it's like, you've got this kind of, right. usually I'm the one that goes up and it's easy, right? The drummer, he's going to go up, he's going to come you know, do his thing. I'd love to meet the guys up there. Um, and then uh, Sean had an idea about like, you know, we did a retreat down in Florida we, uh, before in the past for writing and then one in South Carolina. And I think what you realize quickly is when you have the ability to lock yourself away, ideas come from everywhere. There's no outside noise. And all you do, like the older, like the old school, like rocker and me from like when my dad used to play and like how he got me into it, jamming in a garage. That's what it felt like, right? You're just, the only difference was we were in some dude's living room in an Airbnb that we rented. And, you know, these guys are using <laughs> fractals and plugged into a recording device and I'm using an electronic drum kit so that way we don't disrupt the neighbors. <laughs> nice. That's awesome. No, I asked because my grandparents were from there. They had a okay. house there in the 70s when I was a kid and it's gorgeous up there and it is secluded, oh, but it's the nature vibes are off the charts up there. Yeah. Like I, I remember feeding animals out of my hand. There are birds landing in my hand eating. Yeah, there was deer. uh we uh we actually did a U-turn because we saw a bear and we're like a bear. <laughs> most <laughs> most people, most people, you know, would probably be like, oh shit, <laughs> push the gas. We're like, dope, a bear, let's go look at it. <laughs> but yeah. But then uh so it was it was funny though, because you know, we were kind of on the last night. We had done a lot of great writing, had a lot of great ideas. We're like, all right, let's go out and have like a good time. And there was just nowhere to go. There's nowhere to do that. <laughs> you could go we tobogganing. Tried. Tobogganing. Yeah. 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 So we tried. Nice. We ended up in some towny, towny bar, and we walked in, and it was one of those things where, like, the music screeches, and everyone's like, "What's who are these? Who the fuck are these There guys? was a place my grandma used to walk me down to, and it was the only place in town near the lake, and they had, like, a little store there, a little mini-mart back then, and it was called the Gay Bull. <laughs> You can believe that. And, and she had a German accent. She'd be like, we're going down to the gay bull. <laughs> you know, or whatever. But it was the only place. Otherwise, we had to drive like an hour to go to a mall or shopping center or anything like that. Back then, anyway, Jeez, I'm sure it's yeah. developed. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Well, well, guys, uh, so I'm getting from this, you guys did not come up through a through one particular scene. Is that correct? You, uh, uh, we kind uh, of, I mean, kind of came up in the, we, were, we did come up in the Boston scene. Okay. Um, it's just when we were, it's interesting. When, like, so when we were coming up in the very beginning, you know, like, like most bands, your, so, your sound evolves. And so we came up in the beginning almost as, uh, Sean, we were using the, like a pop punk band for about, well, actually as a pop band, which then <laughs> transitioned into a pop punk band, which right. then transitioned into, wait, we're all kind of like rock music. Like, who cares what everyone else is listening to? Let's play rock music. And then became this rock band. But there was just, unfortunately, at the time, there was really, there wasn't a big rock scene in Boston. It was heavily dominated by, like, it was heavily dominated by, like, the pop punk scene. Um, Especially after, you know, uh, everything on Lansdowne Street with, like, Orpheum and Axis and all that started closing. There was less and less places to play. and, And we were kind of at the tipping point of uh putting out our first real rock record. And then when we were trying to figure out what to do next we just got put out in the road so like as we were coming up we were coming up and like playing with sound sound sounds and then finally uh when we found our sound and put our first record out but we didn't even get a chance to stay in boston we were out on the road pretty much immediately sure and that was by design i'm imagining because the scene there was pretty dry we were excited i mean as as you know we 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 did really well for what the scene was in boston like you know we were selling out shows from you know 200 cap 300 400 and getting and growing and then when we kind of made a decision a conscious decision to 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 play with our sound um we were all you know i think 23 to 26 and we were like 21 for sean you know it was like when the opportunity to hit the road you know everything you ever dream of as a as a a musician of being on tour Boy, do you find out quickly yeah. that it's not anything <laughs> you think it is. Um, but boy, it was you know, it's some of the best times of my life, some of the best stories. But yeah. uh, five, six guys in a van on on no money. <laughs> It'll teach yeah. you a thing or two about how to live. <laughs> yeah. Well, we if, it, it, 
if it makes you feel better, Eric's in an established band and he lives on the road with no money. So you guys aren't, it's not like you go very far from the smallest band to the biggest. That's the age though. When you're young, you're still hopeful oh, and everybody's excited to be there and you haven't been beaten yeah. down yet. So you make it work and you share and you hit those yeah. value living meals. Out, living and, on peanut butter and jelly and uh, you get to eat one half of a $5 foot long for lunch and the other half for dinner. Whoa, 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 hey, 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 that's a children's show. <laughs> nice well well guys uh, you know you guys are you guys have obviously you know you for people that don't know you guys have been around for a while now it's not like you guys are a two-year-old band you guys are what 15 14 15 years doing this at this point. yeah i think uh <laughs> yeah i think blue collar revolver actually just had its uh it's either coming up this year or it was last year, the 10 year anniversary of that album coming out. So, and that was, that was a bunch of years in the making <laughs> from <Sure. laughs> the, the, the sound evolving. So uh, yeah, it's definitely, we're like 15 years at least into it for sure. Um, sure. In that neighborhood. And uh, yeah, it's just been an evolution. Just getting started. You know? right. and uh, yeah, I love and what I heard today, man. Chris sent me a link and, Sometimes I can't go through all of a new band's album, but your album, every song is catchy as hell. And it's yeah. just really put together from a songwriting perspective, quality. There's quality songwriting and there's no, there's zero filler. Like every song you can tell had the same amount of care put into it of the, of this album. I haven't heard your other ones, but this, sure. Chris, what's the name it, of the album that you sent me today? Well, I that I've looked at today. You said I, it to I'm, me this week. I'm gonna say I don't know because I Guys thought it was medicine. In. So <laughs> medicine, it is medicine. It is yeah. medicine. And Halo, yeah. Halo's yeah. a badass track. It really is. Now, this leads me to a question, though. I mean, you guys have been doing it for 15 years. You're making music that, in my opinion, could easily play on every radio station in the country. I, I mean. You Except know, the, the F word. There was one. It had an F word in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, know, you flip it backwards, nobody that. knows. Yeah, okay, I was gonna good. say you yeah. turn it around, nobody knows the difference. Yeah. But my my thought, my question is, you know, when I hear it and I'm like, damn, this should be everywhere, and it's not. My question always comes to why? What is it? What is it that? A Nickelback, anytime they shit out a song, it's on there. And I like them, so it's not like I'm bashing them <laughs> per se. I actually am a fan. Yeah. But, Same. you know, a band like that or, you know, Papa Roach or, you know, any of these bands, what is it about them that gets the, the radio stations to just promote it like crazy? And because it, it's not the music. Because if it was the music, then you guys would be getting – you know, 400 spins an hour across the country. And I never understand <laughs> where the, where the separation is between a band that is getting the play and a band that should be getting the play, but isn't. Well, we, we appreciate that. A eh? first and foremost, yeah. it really means a lot. Uh, you know, I think it's, I think it's right now the, the thing that has been, you know, where the, the label is at because we just recently signed with the label uh, this past May, we were, you know, independent for the last, <laughs> you know, for the last 14 or 15, whatever years it is in. And it, sure. it was, and it was funny that we were just like, you know, we're just going to have fun with it. You know, we all have families and, and companies and stuff that we started. We were just in a position where like, you know, we're going to have fun when stuff comes up, we'll, uh, we'll push it out and we'll go play a show or well, you know, when we want to have write a song and put it out, we'll put it out. Uh, and then the label just shows up, you know, it's like, where were you guys when we were beating our ass on the road <laughs> right. 10 years ago? <laughs> but, you know, it kind of re-sparked re everything for us. And I think what the label's approach is right now is just, you know, they want to let everyone know that we're, we're back, that, okay. that this just isn't like a, a flash in the pan. It's not just we're going to put out a single and disappear again for a year. Uh, we're back for real. We're, we're, we're going, going hard at it again. So I think, uh, you know, once... Um, you know, that's established in the community, uh, people will start to, to, you know, will start to get those spins and stuff again, because we were on, on, on Octane and back in the day, we were getting, sure. yeah, in, uh, you know, full terrestrial uh, radio back in the day as well. Uh, so I think it's just, you know, uh, either with Halo or this next coming single, we'll start to see those relationships get pushed by the label. Um, 
for getting us back into into rotation there. Uh, but they've been doing an amazing job for us on streaming. Uh, you know where you know a lot of the new discovery is. Uh, you know I think we've done something like like seven x star Spotify numbers in the last six months, wow. which is crazy. Um, yeah. And so we are super appreciative because you know you hear horror stories your whole time coming up of of just terrible terrible deals and and terrible relationship with the label and I sure. think we're really really lucky it has taken this long because we really found the right partners in AFM of uh, right. what we're trying to do. Um, so yeah, I think we'll start to see that come around again once people are accepted that okay, it's not just another flash <laughs> in the pan Lansdowne single. They're actually. <laughs> They're actually doing it. We did that for a few years. (laughs) Just started dropping things and then play two shows, play a festival, and then, you know, and people are like, wait, are you really doing it? And so, you know, especially now, it's nice. They're like, okay, that's the second song they did. They said they were dropping another one. It came, (laughs) and now they announced announced the record. They announced, you know, we're getting ready to announce a couple other festivals and a couple other things. So, okay, they're playing shows. This is all right. (laughs) Right. Well, what what does Spotify specifically? And, and I mean, I'm I'm saying Spotify, but I also mean YouTube Music and Apple, etc. But what does what does that actually get you? Because like I, I know Burn Brighter had like 11 million streams. That's a huge number, especially for an independent band or a, a recently signed. But I'm assuming that was when you were independent. What does that get you? I mean, that's a shit ton of streams. Does that get more people to shows? Does it get you selling more merch? Does it does it translate or is it just a necessary thing that you need to help promote yourself to the next thing? It's kind of a combination. I think, you know, for us, and, and Sean would probably have better numbers, but I mean, right now I think we're streaming just like even on Spotify about 2.3 million songs a month, wow. you know, and it's like um, – you know, and that's some some solid growth. And, and what's what's cool is after with the AFM piece, we're getting a lot of exposure in Europe, which we were before as an independent band. We were we were like three to one on the streams U.S. to, to Europe, which is which is kind of crazy because we you know we we've been to Europe for a pit stop once, and then on our way to Afghanistan, we played for the troops a few years like way back in the day, which is um, was a cool experience in its own right. But I, what we see is it definitely translates to you know, brand equity and the brand building on, on who the band is, people visiting the .com, the merch store. Um, you know, we're, we're kind of rebuilding our approach on our social. So we're seeing a lot more engagement there. Um, we, we just got an offer for, for a festival that the guy came across us in Toronto that we're going to announce soon and, we, and, uh, and put in a really nice offer to us. So we've started seeing some of that. Okay. Um, but, you know, and it's always one of those things you try to determine because there's, there's other bands that are on the radio, to your point, that aren't streaming a fraction of what we are. And, and so it's interesting that, like, you know, with the impact radio has sometimes and what the impact when you start to build a little bit of a, of a following online, how that can snowball. Are you guys able to do uh, festivals, like, say, out of the country or you, or you have to be just basically on the East Coast because of how expensive flights are like what shows can you take and not take right now for 2023 yeah, yeah so right we're... now it's pretty go ahead John. oh yeah i think we're, i think we're looking at taking on um you know every festival that uh that makes sense for us so uh especially in europe where we've seen those numbers i think it was like yeah like glenn said like before the label was like one to three but now it's almost like one to two where we're like we're seeing the numbers really explode in germany where the label's at uh, a lot of explosive growth in Europe, so we definitely want to be out there uh, playing because right. and vi- hitting these markets because, you know, when you see something like eighty thousand people a month streaming in uh, in Germany alone, and you start to look at the size sure. of Germany compared to the United States, I'm like, well, those eighty thousand people have to be pretty close in proximity to each other, so it should make <laughs> for some good shows out in that area, um, and uh, so. Yeah, and I think uh, part of it is we are lucky enough to have some tour support built into the deal with AFM so that, you know, while we're still, uh, you know, uh, getting those guarantees higher, uh, we are able to go and take some, uh, you know, take some swings in Europe uh, and be financially supported uh, to be able to go do that, um, which is nice. Uh, You know, Do you guys book shows yourselves too, or do you have an agent now, or how does it work when, when you book? 
right now it's it's Sean and I, you know, we were in the beginning, we were represented by big agents, you know, we had big management in the, the very beginning and, you know, the big uh, booking agent and all of that was, was, was pretty cool. So we, I think we, we kind of became students. Um, sure. you know, Sean and I work heavily in music with the companies that we own. So like we're, we're in this every day doing it for other uh, labels and artists in different ways. So it's like, it's interesting when you start applying it to yourself. So right now we book everything ourselves and with our relationships. And uh, we just started picking up conversations uh, on the management front and the, the booking agent front, trying to suss out what makes sense. Because to your point, at the end of the day, we see this, we're, we're, we're at this point in our career, it's a business, right? So if we go to Europe, we'll take whatever shows make sense to build a brand because yeah. we're not reliant. It's a marketing expense. We're not reliant on sure. the guarantee as much because we've no. got, we can all work from the road. Like all of us, our, all of our companies are digital. So that was like a huge step in why we jumped back into this. Sean can produce music and we can work on creative and John can do what he does. And, and the guys, it's, 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 we've really put together a plan that allows us, and not to say we're going to go back on Nestle on the road for 200 days a year, like back in the day, which was sure. a different type of touring. But, you know, the idea of being able to go to Europe for, for three, four weeks at a time, you know, in a year, up and down the coast, you know, Playing mm -hmm. and being away for six to eight weeks at a time or six to eight weeks for a year is a, is a good amount of shows, we think, to kind of kick it back in the gear. You know, right on. How many, how often you got to get back to Bozeman, Montana, or, you know, you try right. to figure that out. And, and listen, we've been and it's awesome. But you start to realize um, that with, with being able to touch people digitally, like with something even just like with your show, Chris, it's like you, people have so much more access to a band now than they ever did before. Right. Certainly. The well, time dude, I, is now. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, I, I, I want to backtrack a little bit because you mentioned that you did the troop thing. And um, I'm old as hell. I'll just admit it. I'm, I'm 54. And when I was in the service, I was stationed in Korea. And bands came over to Korea. And I cannot tell you how much we loved that shit. I mean, more than, more than any. And I mean, it didn't even have to be bands that we were into. Like, I, I remember, and again, this was 30-whatever years ago at this point, but it, I can remember Foghat coming over there, and it was like the Beatles, you know, because we were seeing <laughs> Foghat, you know, and it was like a, a, a legitimate band, and, you know, and, and it was just fun. And even even unestablished bands that came over there, we would, if we could get the leave time, we would take a day or two leave to travel around to the different bases to because it was like American culture brought to us, which was... Mm -hmm. Which is, you know, you guys went to Afghanistan and, and those places. I'm sure the troops were, could not have been happier to see you. Talk a little bit about that experience because, you know, I know it because I did it. It is not like when you go to a show, even if it's, you know, a place you've never played before, or even if it's like a CD release, it's the excitement level is way off the charts compared to a normal show. No. Oh, oh for it sure. was next level. <laughs> it was, yeah, and I, and first and foremost, thank you for your service, man. We really sure, appreciate. Uh, we really support the troops. Appreciate everything, and it was crazy. It was like you said, you know, we're bringing it a taste to home that they haven't had in a while, and uh, you know, it, you're getting uh, these big burly guys coming up to you, kind of with tears and saying thank you for you know bringing me a little bit of home, and we're like, no, thank you for for being <laughs> <Right>. here. <laughs> but uh, so. It was definitely, you know, one of the most special experiences, I think, in our touring career, being able to go do that. Um, it we did a, a Manus Air Force Base in Kyrgyzstan, uh, five bases in Afghanistan, and two bases in Kuwait on the way out. Okay. And it was, uh, you know, really a, a you know, once-in-a-lifetime experience. Um I Did you see was, any of those spiders in Afghanistan that I've seen on like camel, camel spiders? <laughs> yeah, they look like the thing from Alien, the face hugger. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, look, we, they did have the the posters everywhere of uh, you know, don't leave. Look inside your shoes before you put them on. Like uh, you know, uh, all kinds of stuff that creepy crawlers out there that uh, you got to watch out for. But yeah, uh, luckily, I don't think we uh, any of us pers <laughs> personally ran into any. Good. But um, yeah, it was an amazing experience, really. Sure, no question. Yeah, no, it's very, it's very, and again, I cannot, I cannot stress enough. Not not necessarily you guys, because you guys get it, but anybody that's watching or listening, 
it's a different environment. I, I mean, I've been to shows everywhere. I've been to yeah. back in the old days, the castle Donington and saw, you know, hundred thousand people. And I've been to big festivals here in the States and I've seen shows at the big egg in Japan and stuff. I mean, I've been to a lot of different he's places. Seen fire, see. He's seen rain. That's, that's right. <laughs> I have. And I can tell you for a fact that those, those shows feel, I, I don't even know how to put it. It's just because you're so, you're so isolated from your life when you're stationed overseas. Yeah. You can call and yes, you can FaceTime or whatever now, but it's not the same. And and when you get a taste of home, that's a real taste of home, the kind of shit that you would do, you know, before you canceled your Sirius XM subscription and went overseas, <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. I mean, when you can do that, you can, you can see live music and you can experience what you're missing that, that fills a hole and it, you know, bravo to you guys, man. Cause that's not, it's not easy to do it either. I mean, you guys are going to Afghanistan. Fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, everyone's armed. And I, I will say like quick story, like one of the coolest experiences, we, we played a base in Afghanistan and we played to your point, you play everywhere, right? We played in the cafeteria sure. and, and this cafeteria was slammed. And I remember watching these three guys in the front as we're playing and they were just like stone cold. Like you weren't like, why, like, are they enjoying it? Aren't they? You weren't sure. They were kind of moving their head. We finished. They came up to us and they were like, guys, this was one of the coolest fucking things I've ever seen. Come with us. And we're like, come with you. And, and he's like, yeah. So we're like, okay. So they, they were like, they literally, we left all our stuff in this cafeteria. They got us into a, into Humvees. They drove us right off of like, now we're driving off a of base. We come right. out the gates it's pitch black. You can't see anything. And we pull up to what looks like this little like, like house in the middle of the desert. And we come in and the only best way I could describe it is it was like a fraternity house. Now you're at this point where Sean's 22. Uh, I'm 24, 25. I, I don't even right? think I was 21 yet. 20, I don't... 20 I mean, and Yeah. Yeah, uh, we, we no. were young, but you know, what you realize is these are guys that are the same age as you just about, you know, a couple of years sure. or older both ways. And they bring us in and it's all of these like seals in this house together. And I, I tell this story because Sean, me and our bass player wound up getting mohawks. We shaved <laughs> our heads with a bunch of the guys shaved our heads in the house. Um, and we hung out with these guys, and they were that's telling what us happened stories. To me. And that's what happened to me. We <laughs> <laughs> look, we have just like that. Um, and uh, and we hung with them for the night, and it was, I would say, one of the top five experiences of my life. And that night, hanging with these guys, hearing their stories, bonding over these little canned Heinekens that they got a they got from the like a local market, you know. And you're just right. like, <laughs> well, I don't know if we could talk about those. We might get them in trouble. <laughs> I, think they, I think they, I think they smuggled smuggled them over the border of Pakistan. <laughs> Stop your hand off for that shit. <laughs> Very nice. Um, <laughs> well, guys, you got um, the current single that is out there is Halo, I believe, right? That is the the most current yeah. one, and yeah. you got this kick ass video for it as well as a kick ass song. I'm gonna put a little bit of the video up that people can see it but why don't you guys tell us a little bit about the um about the song and specifically about the video shoot because it's cool as hell man hell yeah i, I don't have uh, the sound so oh, okay. talk, talk yeah, right so, yeah so the first thing is you know right when we kind of got the idea of a model with angel wings uh one of my good friends is sarah uh millette uh she goes by sarah bamf uh She's the model on the video, and I was, okay. I was like, you know, how cool would it be to see just like that an angel that's just also just all just she has you know head to toe body tattoos. Sure, <laughs> that you know she was just the first person we thought of for the video, which uh, you know she makes the video for sure, and also uh, it was one we shot in house with our our production teams, Glenn uh, Mongo Creative. Uh, producing it in, uh, at Red 13 Creative. That's my company as well with our director, Jim Foster. Uh, he just crushes it every time. He's done stuff with, you know, everyone from Godsmack to Avatar to From Ashes to New. So it's great to be able to work in-house and create, you know, an awesome product with Jim. Um, and the song was just, uh, it was actually just kind of one of the sleepers that I, you know, that we had a demo of it and uh you know i was like i don't know if this is really one of the leading ones uh and uh we kind of just played it in the office at the label and the the head of the label nils was immediately like oh this one this is this riff is the 
He's like, I just love the riff. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we, we kind of went back in and, and reworked uh, reworked some of the songs that to to because the riff didn't really come in until like probably like two minutes uh, originally into the song. And he's like, you gotta this riff is is the song. You gotta guys gotta figure it out uh, <laughs> how to uh, make this riff come in more. Um, and uh, so we kind of went back in, John and I and Glenn, and, and retooled the song, and, and kind of Halo was born. Uh, you know, and, and, you know, a message that I think a lot of us can get behind is, you know, when you lose someone, you know, whether that's to, you know, uh, just, you know, losing someone in a relationship or, or you know, really losing someone uh, in terms of, you know, someone close to you dying, uh, you know, kind of wondering about the aftermath of that, like, you know, even even on a relationship level, you're with someone for 10 years and then all of a sudden they're a stranger, you know what I mean? Or, yeah. or you know, when you lose someone really close, you start to go through that existential feeling of, you know, where, you know, can they, can they still feel me? Can I still feel them? Where do they go? And I think that was kind of something that, you know, that touched us all in a way uh, that, you know, we've all been through things uh, as a band and personally. So it was a really, you know, great song for us to be able to, come together on and put out uh sure. you know i find it a great a, meaning behind it i find it amazingly interesting that you weren't sure on this one because this song is like to me is the home <laughs> run it's like the home run of the whole record man it is so it just right from the beginning that -na 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 -na, it's like totally like in in your head and it stays in your head you know, it's 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 like bubble gum to hair. It really just, <laughs> you know, it just it you can, just you can tell it's good. Not even hearing the music. No, the video is amazing, though. It is. I mean, great choice for the lead female there, without yeah. a doubt. Yeah, yeah you no. know, in the in the in the anyone that wants to go kind of check out the rest of her modeling stuff, she's amazing. Uh, I think there's a, a link for her in, in our YouTube. Or in the FM YouTube uh, description for the video, and uh, also uh, uh, Amanda Marie, who did the makeup, uh, was she just does such a killer job as well? Who's Amanda is actually the the robot model in the first video in medicine. Okay. In medicine. <laughs> uh, you should have her in every one doing something different. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, so Amanda and Amanda, um, so she blew our fucking minds because we created that uh album art single artwork digitally and then she comes out of the bathroom because we didn't have any idea what we were shooting when we went for the video uh this one was with ben prue who did our one shot video okay um and we were like we're just gonna go and we're gonna shoot a video today <laughs> we have no fucking she comes out of the <laughs> comes out of the bathroom fucking looking exactly like the single cover and i'm like what the fuck insane. how did you do that right uh, my band so, tried to do a, a similar thing, but it did not come out that good, as you can see here. <laughs> <laughs> not quite as good. Our bass player looks so fat and weird and pink. <laughs> nice. Well, well, guys, I, I I know Glenn heard this one before because he was waiting in the green room. Uh, Sean, you didn't hear this, but um, we were talking at the beginning a little bit about how you guys have been licensed, have licensed your music to products, which it, obviously for business is a great thing. But what we were trying to figure out is what does that do for a band specifically, you know, and, and this, like we were saying before, if you're Led Zeppelin doing Cadillacs, okay, everybody knows Cadillac, everybody knows Led Zeppelin. You know, it's it's not it's not a big jump to associate, you know, rock and roll from Led Zeppelin with a car or whatever. What does it do for a, a younger band that has not been hugely established? Like, and, and I'll just give you one example. I know GMC right now is doing something with Rival Sons. And I know Rival Sons, but I know most people do not know them to where they, they'll they hear a song and they'll be like, yeah, that's kind of cool. But, you know, they, they lose it after a minute. Does does product placement help you? And if so, in what way? Uh, Your pocket. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and absolutely on the exposure front too, you know, like the right, the right sync with the right commercial that's going wide like that with the rival sons thing like you mentioned you know i can think back to like you know that can really break a song that then breaks a band um you know i know one of my close friends 
uh, Zach Barnett that I went to college with. He's the uh, singer of American Authors. Okay. I think it was a Lowe's commercial that picked up their, you know, they were getting doing pretty well, getting good steam, and a Lowe's commercial picked them up. Um, and I think it was the song, you know, it's gonna be the best day of my life. And I think it was the one right before that one. Uh, but they blew up like just from that, from that, you know, from that sync to, to then, you know, using the sync to influence radio to then influence touring. And it just really exploded their career. And I think another one was like, I forget which car commercial it was, but that song by, um, fun, was that's what really oh, yeah. blew them up. Um, so, you know, none of our, none of ours have quite done that for us. <laughs> well, or Imagine I mean, Dragons. Isn't Imagine Dragons? They were like, for a minute, they're a new band that just, their music just suited like every commercial, it seemed. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, you know. but here's my question, though. How does it get there? How do you get from, how do people figure out Hey, that's Lansdowne. That's you know. How do they figure that out? Because they don't say it in the commercial. They don't. Yeah. They don't well, even think, tag it at the bottom that says "music by" or anything like that. Well, I think it's we're in such a powerful technology day and age where you know I think back then it was you know just using Shazam or whatever the other one was that got beat out by Shazam. <laughs> right. Um, but now it's just you know you just ask your phone, hey Siri, who's playing right now, and and it'll tell you. Um, and then, you know, there was also the, the whole, like, you know, like, oh, I need to figure out what song that was. People scouring the internet on Reddit of, Hey, what song was that in the GMC commercial? True. You know what I mean? Ask Reddit, uh, so, yeah. so I think it creates like a little cult cult thing online too, is like, uh, when you've like, you know, you feel like you're discovering it. It's almost like it's a, a mystery you have to solve. Yeah, it's almost like gamifying yeah. the experience. <laughs> do you, do, do, all right, now here, take this. Take this as either a good or a bad question. But does it give the band cred, or does it give the band a look of corporate sellouts? I think. I think the, I, I, yeah, depends I think on it, what it is. Yeah, <laughs> I think it depends. Uh, you know, like if if. Uh, you know, all of a sudden we're on like a like a Pampers diaper commercial with Conquer the Mall. People might be like, "All right, they just did that for the fucking money. That doesn't right. make any, <laughs> any sense at all." Right. But you know, but if uh, you know, uh, you got fucking John Jones walking out to Conquer the Mall on UFC, I don't think anyone would you know give us a <laughs> sure a, a head nod, a, a, a bad nod for that one. You know, I think it just it has to make sense with whatever brand you're aligning yourself with, and if you. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, you know, there are people that you see that'll just, they don't care. They'll align themselves with any brand for a paycheck. But if you're, you know, being <laughs> smart about it, I think people appreciate it more. And, and you get more out of it when you're actually aligning with a brand you care about or want to, um, you know, want your music being rep by and want to kind of come up together, whatever that might be. Sure. Um, you know, I think, uh, you know, one of the ones that was great for us was doing, uh, the partnership with iRobot because we that was a brand that we could you know really get behind with the packbot and going out and seeing you know how that was able to help with the you know experiences that the troops were going through trying to disarm bombs overseas and sure and the, so you know stuff like that uh, makes sense and sports stuff I mean I I was uh, taking a little hiatus when they did the Jets. Uh, <laughs> uh, spot for conquer them all. I might have not signed off on that one. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> nice. Well, it was, but I guess it, it's okay because Glenn lives in Jersey. I guess. Sure. Yeah. And I had, <laughs> and I, I had to play. We had to do the Patriots first. So for just to set the stage, I had to right. play in front of Tom Brady's locker, and the locker room was a Jets fan back in the day. This is my right. payback to the band. Is all Patriot fans to do the. Uh, <laughs> The, the Jets promo. <laughs> <laughs> to be the sad Jets fan, right? Nice. Now I think we're both just sad. <laughs> yeah, really. This year. <laughs> hey, I live in Cleveland. You want to talk sad? Jesus. <laughs> you know, but, you know, with, with the product placement, now I'm imagining it's different from band to band, but how much of that, do you get decision with versus a management or a publishing company decision? And the reason I'm asking this is I have a, I have a friend, my, my friend Mariah, she's in this band called plush, you know, that are out there. And, um, and in 
um, All Elite Wrestling, one of the wrestlers uses one of their songs as her intro music. And she had no idea. Like, literally, I, I sent her a screenshot of it. I said, hey, are you aware of this? And she's like, no. And, you know, and, and apparently, you know, it wasn't like they stole the song. And you obviously, they didn't do that. It was through a, through a, well, it was probably through a publishing company or something that yeah. they worked through. So how much of that do you guys control? I mean, do you control that or is it a management uh, or what? No, right now we are, you know, with the deals that we've signed, we're pretty much in full control of saying yes or no to anything like that. But okay. yeah, it just varies band to band because, you know, if you're in a you know pretty steep deal on the record side and a pretty steep deal on the publishing end, then they have the right to go make those deals autonomous of you. Uh, so it just really depends on, you know, what the paper says, really. Uh, so there's some bands that, uh, you know, that, that have full control over that and some that don't um, because in it's, and it's both, both sides that have to come together to get that approved are, you know, whoever's the master owner and whoever's the, the publisher owner have to come together and approve that deal. Right. Um, so there's uh you know, sometimes there can be like, uh, you know, crazy <laughs> fights where a publisher wants to approve it and the and the band might control the master side at least. They're like, hell no. <laughs> right. Somebody doesn't want to sign <laughs> off on it. Yeah. yeah. So so what you're saying is no Lume commercials for you, right? <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> or the Beatles, you, you can't it's rare to be able to use an original Beatles song and something yeah. and we'll find it. It's even on YouTube, if you were to look up some Beatles songs, there's no shortage of bands that cover the songs that they promote, but you won't see uh bands you know Beatles songs for you to stream, if you will. Sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's all just uh Whoever no, has uh, license control. That's right. right. No question. Well, guys, obviously we started a brand new year. It's a, you know, you guys are coming out with a new record and a new record company. And, um, you know, that leads to a lot of new opportunities. So what, what can we expect from Lansdowne in um, 2023? Uh, definitely mm -hmm. even more new music coming, you know, very shortly after the, uh, the record drops We're we're just hitting the, you know, when we're, when we're, any free time we get, we're in the studio, we're writing, we're recording, we're getting ready to just put a lot of new stuff out. Um, and definitely uh, looking forward to being, you know, in, in like we talked about before, in Europe, uh, visiting in the UK, getting to some of these places that we've never been, that we've had people begging us to come to. Um, and some just new experiential stuff that we want to play around with, you know, I think Glenn could talk a little bit more on that, but kind of building multiple avenues that people can experience the band um, in terms of, you know, maybe some kind of, uh, you know, we've been doing a lot with this uh, comic style lyric videos that we've sure. been kind of wanting to put into a, a storyline on a, on a kind of uh, motion graphic comic uh, that's kind of centered around the music, but that is in this wholly entirely differently different world uh, right. that we want to build out, or you know, some stuff like that. That's just kind of you know left of center of of you know what other people are putting out and trying to find just new ways to engage people into the band. Uh, have you thought about live streaming? Have you done? Have you guys done a live stream yet of the band? No, not yet. We've talked about it, and uh, it's something that we we were kind of thinking about doing. Like, especially obviously, a lot of people during COVID, right? It was right. trying to figure that out, and uh, mm -hmm. you know, I think it's going to be something that we're going to do more of. Especially the, the, one of the biggest perks is you know our producer is Sean. So you know, when it comes to music, I mean, Sean's in the studio. You can kind of see behind him. Sure. Right? Uh, one <laughs> of the that's again one of the nice relations with AFM between both everything Rad. we do. <laughs> you know, um, we create all our own music. We record all our own music. We do all our own music videos, all our own content, all our own everything we create. So we, we're self-sufficient in that sense between the companies that we own. And I think to Sean's point, you know, we, we, we built a pretty rad game for Ice Nine Kills and our buddy Spencer that, that, called, uh, that dropped over the holidays. We're talking about building a game for the band and just creating unique ways for fans to do things that they normally wouldn't get a chance to do because it's it's an expense, right? It's a marketing expense. That marketing expense right. comes out of your out of your pocket as an artist. For us, right. we've got the ability to control those costs. So by you make a million dollar videos, 
yourselves. Yeah. I mean, it looked yeah. that good. That good. That was as good as any Godsmack video quality or anything like that. Yeah, right. and, and if we told you the price, you'd yeah, we <laughs> you'd be like, <laughs> all right, we're on to something. And that's kind of the <laughs> idea because we can we can take that savings and put it into ways in which you know you have hard costs that you can't get around. You can get around, you know, like you can't get around radio, right? You can't get around uh, what it might cost to get to Europe. You can't get around some of those things, but you can get around making a fifty thousand dollar music video for five grand. You know, like right. you can do that. Right. You know, so and that's kind of. One of the things we wanted to make sure we could do, if you could put more and more content out, put more and more music out, then it's, you know, then you're constantly giving people new ways to interact and it's hard to get bored of something versus and dropping a record and you've got 12 songs. If you don't get to all 12 of those songs, you're wasting music, right? In a lot of ways. Right. So like we've been dropping song after song and then repackaging. And so to hear you guys say, you know, you really dig the record and dig the songs, that, that, that thought process that goes into like picking them, it's like making sure they get enough room to breathe and be their own thing right does radio still matter i think i think it does and and you know i think it all every everything matters in its own way uh when it's all fulfilling one piece of the puzzle uh you know yeah. what i mean so i think uh you know definitely doesn't matter as much as it used to i don't i don't think so um at all but i think it is definitely a piece of the puzzle that helps to move the needle that extra mile you know what i mean so sure you know, if you're if you know you're doing well at streaming and you're doing well at, at on your merch and you're touring and you're looking to get that extra, extra uh, you know bit of love, then then absolutely. And I think more so in you know there's there's markets where it matters more than others because of uh, the station's ability to adapt over time. There's some you know it's sad for our genre that there are some rock stations that you know they never. They never ventured away from Aerosmith and Zeppelin. Yeah. And they they just stayed there, and they and they like, oh, that new stuff is trash. I'm never playing that. And those are the stations that are closing, and that's why there's no rock stations in that market. Yeah. No, Boston, Boston's one of them. Every Cleveland's single, another. Cleveland doesn't have an active rock station. Every single it's rock crazy. station, every single rock station in Boston went down because they wouldn't play new music. Yeah. Um, and the places that do, like you know, WJJO and and the Banana. And these places, they have those getting those stations makes big impacts in those areas because they, you know, moved with their listener base. They moved mm -hmm. with the the music of the times and they've kept, uh, you know, kept a loyal fan base of the stations. So I think, um, you know, in different markets, radio can absolutely make a big, uh, big deal. Uh, but in some of them, in some other markets, it's it's you got to go find the where those rock <laughs> rock people are listening, whether that's, uh, you know, uh, with people with Octane and XM subscriptions, or uh, if it's just kind of getting to people through through YouTube or through Spotify or sure. through Facebook, uh, wherever they're kind of, you got to find them wherever they're at in those uh, areas where the, the rock scene is a little less uh, luscious. <laughs> sure. All right, let's play this out. Um, let's play the game. I'm going to give you guys right now $10,000. You can, you can use it. All in one place, split it into two or break it into three. But but Let's it would break be, it into three. Well, you break it into three, but some. you if you break okay. it into two, you gotta leave something off. And here's your three <laughs> options. You can make another video for YouTube. You can um you can pay somebody to put it on radio, or you can pay somebody to be on our on whatever the hottest rock, active rock playlist on Spotify is. How do you spend the money? Um, do you get uh, higher placement if you spend it all on the one playlist? <laughs> you can be the number one song on the playlist. It costs you a thousand dollars to have us answer that. <laughs> <laughs> um, then you know, I'd, I'd, you know, uh, I think for us, we're probably splitting it in two to. Uh, because our our main drivers for us are actually Spotify and YouTube. That's where okay. our our yeah. kind of our our fans are. So, you know, I think uh, you know, it's uh, put the money where it works. Now, if we had uh, you know a surplus, I think that's when we start spending, looking at like, okay, how do we now move the needle even more with something that we're sure. not focused on and start building that that out. Um, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you look at look at where our numbers have come from, the things that have sustained us, uh, 
where people stayed with us. You know, radio didn't stay with us, but Spotify, our Spotify listeners and our YouTube subscribers stayed with us. So I think we'd put it there. All right. Makes sense. Well, guys, uh, as we've been talking, you guys have a brand new release coming out in March um, or in February if you are listening in Europe, which actually somebody hit hit me up and said they were. So, you know, so they'll they'll get it a little earlier than we will. But um, new release from the band Lansdowne. And guys, why don't you tell everybody where they can go to buy the record, pre-sales, buy shirts, keep up with you guys, promote your businesses as well so in case people are looking for videos or games or, you know, all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. I think, you know, driving everybody to the .com, lansdownmusic.com, you know, that's the easiest way to, to kind of get access to everything. Um, you know, you get access to our socials, you get access to videos, music, new, uh, new content as we drop it. Uh, merch store is on there too. So yeah, Lansdown, L-A-N-S-D-O-W-N-E music.com. You could get to all of our socials and streaming platforms from there. Um, you know, feel free to check out uh, red13studios.com as well as red13creative.com, Red 13 Studios and Red 13 Creative uh, for music or video production, as well as, uh, is it just the Mungo made domain now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, just my, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, mungomade.com as well. Mongo like M U N G O M A D E dot com. And yeah, we'd love to hear from any of you if you ever need any recording, mixing, mastering, consulting, or anything in the video space for content and marketing. Very good. Well, one more time, the band is Lansdown. Go to YouTube. If you do nothing else tonight, go to YouTube and watch the videos for uh, Medicine and Halo and all their older stuff. I figured what we would do, guys, is we would wrap it up by giving people a piece of Halo so that they can so they can wet their whistle to it a little bit before they go out. And once we're done broadcasting, then they can go and watch it. How's that? Does that work? There you, there you go. I like it. <laughs> all right. Well, um, well, Sean, Glenn, thanks so much for joining us here on Chris Aker Presents. And um, this is Halo right here. On Chris Thank you guys so much. Tell me where we go. I can't touch you anymore.